0: Hello, and welcome to Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co host, Sean McMenamin. In this series of podcasts, Sean and I are going to be talking about business topics and adventures that work life balance that everybody needs. So sit back and enjoy the show. Okay. Sean, how are you doing this afternoon? Good, Les. How are you today? I'm doing fine. It's been a while since we've had a podcast. It has. We it seem, has the. Uh, we seem to the have years moving. <laughs> well, yeah, we just <laughs> seem to have breaks. Uh, life life gets into uh, the way a little bit. Um, yeah, especially this year, right?
1: Oh my gosh, this year is. Uh, I mean, it seems to be taking forever, but it's flying at
0: the same time. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's almost mid-November already. Yep. Yeah, I think, uh, I think everybody would pretty much like to, uh, toss this year in the trash. I know, just, amazing, uh, isn't it? It's just so many things have gone on this past year, you know, so I know. And, uh, more things than I want to <laughs> recount, but, uh, um, you know, I think that that kind of leads us into our topic uh, a little bit, <laughs> you know, we're you know, it, it really does, you know, the way people have been, uh, kind of cooped up in their houses and, and not being able to go a lot of places. I think that, uh. Uh, the words of uh, patience as a virtue has really uh, um, come about and, and been tested. Um, yeah. So our topic today is on patience, mainly right. as it relates to business, though. Um, right. But uh, patience is definitely one of those things that has uh, been been very important this year. Um, Absolutely, and and yeah, I didn't even
1: think of tying it to you know home life or anything outside of work. It was it's it's really. You know, patience in dealing with coworkers uh, and, and coworkers that might not be in the office right mm-hmm. now. That, uh, like us, we're talking across Zoom. But um, and then maybe, maybe even more so for the the people that are in the office, when you're seeing somebody and and the message isn't being communicated, accepted at the rate at which you would like it to be accepted, mm-hmm. or maybe you're not communicating it well enough. Um, you know. Figuring out and, and and going back in your mind as to as to um, how can I be patient and figure out a a different way of coming about a topic to make sure that you both or or the group of people that that you're you're talking to as the leader um, leave the room or leave the the uh, Zoom call with clear direction.
0: Well, and so patience is on both sides, right? So as a yes. leader uh we need patience as an employee we need patience and so that needs to go both directions but starting off from a uh, from a leader perspective you know what are what are some of the things we need to be thinking about from a patient's uh perspective you know so as we're trying to lead the organization as we're trying to lead people in their daily activities uh you know what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about from a patient perspective the first thing that comes to my mind is that as as the
1: leader you know where the end goal is you believe you know where the end goal is you yeah we believe <laughs> well we believe right and and the end goal the in general you know you you, you sh- sh- have a strategy session you know where you know where the the end zone should be right you're just figuring out how to get there it might not be a straight line it might be a, a crooked line but uh, you know where you um, need to go and you know where your group needs to go um, or have a very good idea. you don't know everything. but but um, having had that plan, you know, wh- whether it's written down, discussed with the upper management team, or you know right now in your head, you know where that that um, end result needs to be. So communicating that to to the folks that might not have that same vision, Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm just talking about a short-term vision right now, like a a year-long vision. Um, communicating that to those people who have a day-to-day job of punching in numbers in a computer, passing out paperwork, welding, you know, a hundred feet of pipe before the end of the day, you know, if, if at all possible. Um, so, so making sure that that uh, you have the patience to one project. What you would like to see happen, and then two, understand the feedback you get from the folks that are supposed to make it happen, and any any hurdles that they might come across and and
0: verbalize to you. You know. So as so as a leader, do you think you've got to be patient all the time?
1: Oh, I think you have to be patient all the time. I you know. Okay. All the time is a big you know is a big is a big word. You know, what does it, what does it mean? That is a big infinite
0: word. You're right. It is,
1: you know, so what does it mean all the time? But I think patience should be the, the overarching characteristic of, of your leadership style. I mean, there's, there's, there's urgency. I, I would say that there are times when urgency comes into play, but urgency should be the, the exception instead of the norm. If you have a good plan and you've cultivated your people to where you are working as a cohesive unit, now that might be a pie in the sky idea that you've got a cohesive unit and uh, unless you're in the military, um, and, and you, uh, and, and everybody is working in sync, like, like cogs in a machine. Um, you know, you should be, you know, you can have patience because things are traveling when they're supposed to be traveling. They're supposed to you you're getting done what needs to be done in the time frame that is laid out in the plan. But there are times when when the plan changes and perhaps urgency has to take take over. The thing that I think is very important as a leader and you want your people to see you, understand that that sure things got urgent, but the thought process of what can help what can help get the task done now in this urgent situation is is still a a calm and patient method you know what i mean you are you're urgent but your your sense of urgency is there it's just that you're thinking of ways to help out if you have four people doing something and all of a sudden you have to get six people's worth of work done it's you can't just tell the people well work one and a half times is hard yeah Maybe, maybe it is. Hey, how do you like you know one and a half times uh, the overtime? that That could be a possibility. You know, hey, how do you you go get other people? The leader might have to uh, clear the hurdles and and uh, you know extend the deadline, figure out a way to extend the deadline. so so being able to to think and have a clear head, because I, I think the thing is with with uh, patience and and relative calmness,
0: your head is clear to think of alternatives yeah you know i was going to ask you if you thought that patience and and calm were synonymous words that kind of went together in this process um, because i do think it uh, that keeping your calm uh, through situations in which calm could be thrown out the door is is something that organizations need uh, people to have that talent or that capability just because i think that that's where you know the having people that are that are keeping things calm when Rome is burning uh, can do a lot of good for an organization when problems pop up. i I agree. and
1: and I, I will I will say that I have seen people assume that people that are calm don't care. And that is yeah. not true. That is not true. Yeah. That is not true. Being frantic, being frantic, especially being frantic as a leader, is not a good trait to have people following you if you're if you're frantic because I, I think of, of frantic as the opposite of calm so if if there were two paths to take when something needs to be done being frantic is definitely not one of them being right. being calm being calm is, is 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 fine as long as you're effective you and regardless whatever whatever you you need to get done you have to be effective but back to i think patience patience is also a two-way street in your own in your own um, delivery. So mm-hmm. if there's something that you are explaining, requesting to have done, ordering, whatever, needing to have done, and you get questions, and if you know if you think that person should know what the answer to their own question should be, you, you know, be patient, listen to them, explain why it is that that something has to be done, or why it is that their their question, give them the answer to their to their question and and uh, make sure that they are not they don't become frantic because you're getting frustrated with them and they're not understanding what needs to be done you know at the time at the time they a, a, uh, an action has to be taken that isn't the time to figure out that this person doesn't have the capacity to do it right that's right <laughs> so so we're yeah. all going under <laughs> the impression that that the people you're talking to have the capacity and you've established that they have the capacity so right. when 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 you know some feedback or pushback happens during um, some activity, and I just keep calling these activities whatever a plan that you're executing, something something uh, pops up, and you get pushback, and and you you know you're busy as well as the leader. You're, you're not standing back and watching everybody do the work. You are knee deep in whatever's happening as well, uh, taking the time to re-explain or refocus people takes time out of your busy schedule as well. So you, you have to be calm again and patient to make sure that you get them set
0: settled and then be able to get back and do whatever you've got to do as well. So is there any valid point in which, uh, patience and calmness turns into something else? Well, and we talked a little bit before and I'll, I'll bring up this term again. I don't, think it ha- I don't think it has to
1: turn into anything else. What you have to have is understanding. Um, mm-hmm. There's certain words, there, and I think I've said it before during podcasts, and now that we're doing video, this is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but there's times when you have to, to get to an understanding, and if you can't get to an understanding, uh, you have to tell people to just please press the I believe button And this is something back from when I was in the, in the military. And and if, if you had a lot of questions and uh, I went to nuclear power school and the nuclear power school, you didn't know everything that the teacher was teaching at the time. And after a certain amount of explanation that the, uh, the teacher would say here, just press the, I believe button. And if you can't, you know, understand it in the next hour or two, then, then we'll spend time later on. But you know, if you've got 10 or 15 people, you can't hold up. You can't hold up 10 or 15 people to have one person not understand. You just have to. You have to get them past that hurdle. And if and if it seems like you're setting them on the side, well, to get 15 people moving in the right direction, to have one person sit on the side to, to get special attention, uh, you know, and as long as it's not a military issue or you know a life or death issue, you um, you should be able to do that. And and you should be able to do that without without any hard feelings or, or um, resentment, if you can just say that you're trying to get to a level of understanding between you and the employee. And then if it's not happening, just just say, press the I believe button, do the task. Because you always want people to understand the task that they're doing right. and the reason why they're doing it. And if they can't, you, you know that's that's why I say, hey, just please press
0: the I believe button, do the task, and we'll pick this up at a later time. So this is the first time I've heard about the I believe button. I like the uh, I Believe button, but I I do think that I've heard a version of it from my wife. So whenever I was actually uh, 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 working on some schooling, getting my uh, calculus class out of the way, she would oftentimes say, uh, write something down, and I couldn't understand it. And she'd just say, just trust me on this part. You don't have to know why. Just trust that that's the way it is, and let's move on. You know, and I'd be sitting there going, no, I want to understand why I want to know the details." Yeah. (laughs) So, so that brings up an interesting point. Why, why did I want to sit there and, and, and finagle the, the details around until I got it, as opposed to her approach was, was just memorize that or just trust that that is what it is and let's move on down the road and hopefully it'll click later. Well, I think, I think that's, that that example falls into our general premise here. She
1: was the leader and she knows what the end game is. She knows what the end goal yeah. is. You will yeah. figure it out. You'll figure it out. Just just lay that brick, lay that brick down, put another brick on top of it with some mortar in between and just, just keep on pushing forward. So I think that is a, that is a pretty good example. Although I will say, I will say that um, you brought up another key word and that's trust. Yeah. So when, 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 when you know, you have leaders and, and subordinates or a team and you have a team leader that the, the trust has to be very high in that group in order for you to be able to have the i believe button pressed or or just you know just do it and trust me you know so if you don't have that trust built then people people may do it but don't trust you because then they wander off and do something else or do something counter to what the rest of the group is focused on so yeah. Trust, trust is, uh, is very important. And here, just I'll, I'll pop this one out here. Uh, we had a group of us go for, um, some five dysfunctions of a team training two weeks oh. ago, Patrick, Lin- Patrick Lencioni's book. And, uh, it's, I tell you, it's, it's, it's a good book and it's a good program. If you uh, need any, any refreshers, if any y'all out there haven't gone through that, read the book five dysfunctions of a team and, uh, if you can get some training and trust is the foundation The team trust is the foundation. Okay. Wow. I won't go through the whole, I won't go
0: through the whole five dysfunctions now, but trust is the foundation. Trust is the foundation. Okay. So, you know, one of the things we were uh, uh, talking about earlier that kind of uh, uh, was a contributor to this whole process of, of patience and, and keeping calm was the fact that you brought up the timeline, the time span, and so kind of cover that again, because I think that that's kind of an interesting, you know, I've never really thought about it that way as, as to how people think. And I think that that goes along with, you know, the conversation I brought up with my wife and I, you know, what, what level of thinking she was at and what level of thinking I was at. And it was definitely a disparate, mm-hmm. uh, disparate timeline. I was just trying to figure out the immediate, whereas she knew, she knew the end game, the, the, the long-term reason why something was happening so kind of touch on that a little bit because i thought that was interesting yeah one of the one of the
1: um processes that uh, i was able to learn from um, some coaching that i've had in the past is that uh, there is this idea of time span Mm -hmm. and time span is is the inherent way a person will operate there's there's people with time spans and i like to start at the at the very high level, like Stephen Hawking and Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and all of these guys that have had um, vision out into the distant future. Like those are, those, if you put it on time and like on a, on a timeline, then they're thinking of what the world needs or what could be done in a hundred years. That's, that's the kind of thought process they have. I'm not thinking a hundred years out. That's, that's not me. But when you get to people that, that, um, have less of a a long term vision, then, then you do have people like CEOs, CEOs that might be thinking five to 10 to 15 years out, right? So what what will the company be in five, 10, 15 years out, depending upon, I think, how big the company is, what kind of person is is uh, in that CEO spot, that's what they're thinking about. You know, you might have uh, directors of of sales that, that, that their time span, and, and they're the right person for that job might be a year-by-year year time span, and so um, what? What I've learned is that in in discussing things, uh, getting projects um, off the ground, and problem solved, if you if you are working with somebody that's like two two time span echelons different than you, the amount of energy to get that understanding across, to have that person understand, and to have you explain it so that they can understand is, is, is a lot, there's a lot of energy and it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> it takes a lot out of you and it takes a lot out of them and it's got nothing to do. And this is where it's very hard to explain. And I'm not a professional at this. I just, I just understand it. And you can, you can see it. And I'll, I'll explain here in a, in a minute, but um, you can, it's not about intelligence. It's not about how smart somebody is. It's, it's about, it's about where they're just, where they think, where they're thinking. And I do know people, you know, the example is, you know, there's, there's people that, that I know that have as much money as they had, they could spend. They, they don't need any more money than they have. But all they care about is how much money is in the bank to go to Target and get, you know, a couple of things that they might need. You know, so, so it's not like they've got a lot of money and they are figuring out how to, you know, solve the plastic bottle in the ocean issue. They've got a lot of money and, and, and it's not bad. They, they earn the money and, and, uh, well, you know, by working hard, but they're not thinking, they're not thinking, you know, long-term. They just, they just, all they know is they want to get from here to there, you know, maybe a different, a different example would be, you know, somebody that, um, is, is a foreman on a shop floor. He's, he's worried about his people making sure that they have the tools they need, that they will get paid every two weeks. You know, the, the blocking and tackling of what a shop floor for foreman should be doing. So so it's got nothing to do with intelligence level. It's it's where they are, and you end up in the you end up in the in the time span that that you know your brain puts you in. I guess if if I could if I could stumble through how to say this. Um, you know, CEOs and, and you, you could get you could get a CEO in a company that doesn't have a long time span and they don't really last very long. You see people that right. that, uh, that don't last long there. So um, think about it when you're when you're dealing with people, if if they can't understand or if, if they don't uh, think, you know, about vacation in five years, maybe a home life, you know, if, if uh, your husband or wife can't plan the vacation, you know, next year or in, in two years or like, you know, say, hey, we want to have a big European trip. And they just don't even want to think about it they don't want to talk about it you know they might not they might not like thinking that far out but they darn well want to plan thanksgiving and christmas here in the next you know couple weeks and months so that that's just that's that's just a way to to um kind of understand people and how they work so back to the patience part of it if you are um, dealing with somebody that that might be different have a different time span it could be very frustrating them for them to understand. It could be frustrating for you to try to explain. Then you might need to get an intermediary. You might need to get somebody that that you know would, would split the difference into time spans um, in order to get the, the message across. So so yeah, two time spans, supposedly what it
0: is is two time span difference makes makes it a high energy event both for the so receiver at, and the giver. Out of curiosity, something I was just thinking about while you were explaining that. So if somebody has a vision or a thought that's way out there, I'm wondering if the patience or the challenge or the calmness um, that comes into play that makes it difficult is the fact that usually the person that is thinking way out is explaining to somebody that has to be doing something. And so it's sometimes in the mind of the person that's listening, in their mind, well it's easy to think about it but it's hard to do it. You know, mm-hmm. the details of doing it, you know, you know I can I can think of this way of solving you you thought you said earlier about the bottles in the ocean. Okay? I have this cool idea that I can see out there and I'm going to explain my idea. Now somebody on the other end is is going okay, we're going to be doing well, how are you going to do this and this and this, all the details? Oh, I don't want to listen to the details. I just need, I have the vision that's out there. Y'all got to figure out the details. So right there starts the, 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 um, the aspect of two people um, challenging somebody's patience on what they see and the person trying to actually do getting frustrated with, you know, having to actually do the work. And so I'm wondering how, you know because th- in my mind that's always seems to be one of the the linkage problems when you're talking um you know from a leadership down standpoint this per this next person up usually has an idea of where they want to go and what they want to do the person down usually has to receive that and figure out the details of how to get there mm-hmm.
1: well and that's why you have to put together your team i mean you, if you yeah. if you looked at you know american football you, you would have you know Guys that are linemen, they they cannot they cannot figure out how that quarterback knows how to read a defense. I, I shouldn't say they don't know how they can't figure it out, but that's not their job, right? So you, right. you, you their job is is you know b- blocking. Um, on you the might get some phone calls. Yeah, I know, right? I have a lot of friends that are <laughs> offensive linemen. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I wasn't a quarterback anyway, so. Um, but, but the <laughs> thing is you have to put together your team, you have to put together your team. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, 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 coach is the coach on the side of a, of a football team. You know, is he the play caller? He might not be a good play caller because he can't think he can't think three or four plays ahead. You know, right. he thinks the big picture, do I have the right people out there? Am I, am I managing the clock? So, you know, there's, I'm trying to, you know, come up with analogies, but, um, you, I, I, there was one story that I, I talked with a friend of mine, um, who actually used to coach me, and and uh, two uh, high level people, you know, were getting together, um, and and he made the comment. He goes, "Yeah, but you you both are are long term high echelon um, time thinkers." He goes, "Who's going to take out the trash?" Yeah, you know the, the, exactly. <laughs> the, like the, the blocking and tackling of, you know, the trash is going to build up, and you're like, "Well, somebody got to take out the trash." You know, it might be a little exaggerated. Um, yeah but it's true you know people, but that's a good thinking, analogy
0: there still yeah. has to be a doer
1: and, a doer, and so in yeah. my
0: mind yeah. um you know the the whole vision thing is okay but if you don't have the doing in place then who cares about the vision well and that's, <laughs> you know and so that's your analogy thingy. of the garbage you know uh you know you, right. you got you still got to take out the garbage you know right so well but, but that's where as a
1: leader with a vision and and the the wherewithal to know that you've got to get this vision executed, okay? Right. you've got to put the people, you've got to put the people in the right spot. And that's where mm-hmm. and, and you know you talk to anybody in business, um, I, I, I'm not the smartest guy that sits in in my chair. There's people out there that are smarter than me to do what needs to be done. And you know what? I'll give you the boundaries. I tell yeah. you uh, you know what what the boundaries are, what you can do, and what i what I would like to see at the end of it and you use all the brain power budget that i've given you to get it done. You
0: stay within those bounds, you get it done, I'm a happy camper. So, so I'm playing I'm playing devil's advocate right now. I'm uh, I'm I'm going off on on the other end as as far as the I'm the uh, the lowly trash man. I always <laughs> love it. I always love it when a leader and I'm I'm being sarcastic when I say I love it. When a leader says, you know, hey, I've got this vision, but I'm not the smartest guy here. W- which one of you smart guys is going to figure out how to how to do this? To me, that is frustrating to people because they think to themselves, you know, hey, why does he get to lead if he constantly says, I'm not the smart guy. You know, that's why I surround myself with smart people. (laughs) Well, see now that, that, that I would question, I would question that person as well
1: because you have to come off of a plan that, 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 that smart leader has to have a plan. And, and the plan, the plan is, is laid out with resources and not necessarily the people, you know, not necessarily the people's name And, and anything that I do. That's kind of like a big, um, big project like an erp implementation what is the process yes. that that leader has to that leader has to to understand the mechanism to get to where they need to go maybe not all the details but at least the mechanism as to where they need to go you lay out the process and then you fill in the boxes with the people and you have to get input you, ha- you have to get input whether it's your your right. next level managers or or even the doors you know if if uh you know, now I'm trying to think of some silly, silly analogy with uh, with the garbage. I mean, you're not going to send you're not going to send the person from the kitchen, you know, on a circuitous route to the trash can. You know, the plan is, hey, let's just get this because it could be leaking. You get this trash, we get this trash out to the trash can without you know making a big old mess, and you taking, you know, forever to get it done. So right, yeah, the, the the to me, the leader, a leader has to have a good handle on. A
0: majority of the parameters associated with the project, right? I, and I agree with you that they have to have some idea of what's going on if they're truly going to be leading. And you know, so my my comment earlier, my statement earlier of you know, y'all are smart people. I think I think leaders sometimes use that as a flippit a flippit comment, um, you know, a patronizing and, uh, comment. Yes yes patronizing that's even that's even a better word yeah. yeah and and they think they're doing it to pump the other people up in, and in my mind i really think that's what starts some of the um uh bad communication between the leadership and the uh, the people doing the work and you know it's not creating that good communication which it then folds into the patience and the and the mm-hmm. calmness of, of of the communication you know so I think that um, you know, from a hierarchy standpoint, it does seem like patience and calm is kind of that top tier. And then, of course, communication, how, how you communicate is kind of that next level down. And, and yeah, you
1: have to be direct. If you're patient and calm and then, mm-hmm. and then something needs to be done, you have to be direct. And, and you, again, you can't, you can't all of a sudden be direct. You have to live right. it. You yeah. have to live it. You have to be that way all the time. And and whatever way you are all the time is the way your employees see you. So if yeah. you are kind and not kind, quiet I guess, quiet. Everybody should be kind. Um, quiet and passive, non-responsive. If if you if you are like that, then then that's what they're going to expect from you. And it kind of even goes into the other topic that we were talking about. People already make decisions for you. So, oh well, I'm not going to go to that person because they're not going to say anything. They're not going to do anything. So, if that's the case, if that's the case, then then you've set the table um, for the everyday work, and you've set the table for the emergency when you have to, you know, act in a in, in a quick manner. Let's let's just say, or you know, something something has to be done. You've got to fix something. You've got to fix a a customer relationship that all of a sudden went south because something bad happened. So there's, right. you know, something, you know, if, if, if your day to day is, uh, is not, not being very engaged, then people are going to say, well, he's not engaged. Let's either find somebody that's, that's going to um, engage the customer and repair this relationship, or they're going to say, well, eh, we lost another customer. And then that's the worst
0: of all worlds right there. Yeah, no doubt. Especially if they're be, again, being flippant about it. Um, you know, which I think causes problems also. So what else do we need to cover on patients? Is there any other points that we need to kind of, uh, hit on? And and I, and I just did it. And I'm a true believer
1: in taking a deep breath.
0: Oh, if you think,
1: if you think you've hit a wall, if you think you've hit a wall, take a deep breath. And I always Mm -hmm. go back and I still tell people here and they probably get tired of me. Count to 10. well, no, I don't count to ten, and and <laughs> it, it harkens back to what I love to do. I love coaching my my kids in baseball and my daughter in softball. And right. my kids have all been on the mound, you know, through little league or whatever. They've been on the mound, and you've got bases loaded and full count. Mm. And uh, you know, you're 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 up by one. You don't want to give up that tying run, and your son is on the mound. And whether it's my son or anybody else's son or daughter playing playing softball, take a deep breath and do what you know what to know how to do right Right. you pitched you already pitched 50 60 balls in in the seventh eighth inning no sixth seventh inning of a game as a kid you've already pitched so many just take a deep breath and throw the ball the way you know how to throw the ball it shouldn't it shouldn't be any different it's the pressure so trying trying to calm people down to do what they are trained to do Within the parameters you've given them, that's why every day you give people parameters and the and the the, the explanation, um, the clearness of what their job is. When it comes to crunch time, take a deep breath, don't let the things bother you, and do what you know what you do what you know what you're supposed to do. There you of go. course, the, the leader the leader is always there beside you, giving <clears throat> you give them the encouragement.
0: So, so let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Is there any action items we should list out for our listeners that they should take on? on patience.
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, patience I, I, I want to go back to uh, the the time horizon, the time horizon yeah. um
0: discussion. there's a book
1: in there, business leaderships. There's a guy uh, Jacques Cason in 1994 wrote a book uh, human capacity. He's at a Falls Falls Church, Virginia. Um, look up look up time span, leadership time span. You you'll see him, you'll you'll see other people that talk <clears throat> about that that uh, concept. And uh, and I do buy into it. I I do buy into that concept of okay time span I, and I de- energy it takes.
0: And I it's definitely awesome. like the the idea that you brought up at the end there of taking a breath and and just calming down a little bit and and uh, yeah you know again because if you're because what's the opposite of patience? Uh, you look and I I'm the one that likes words. <laughs>
1: well, I, I didn't want to go with well frustration, yeah. Frustration. that's the word that came to my mind first is frustration. Yeah. And and you know if you're frustrated to me if you're frustrated with somebody, you haven't done a good enough job to manage your your emotion to get to the end result again because if if yeah. if you if you and and you always want to de-escalate any kind of frustration or or the reason we use the the, the term the term patience is there's obviously an impasse and, and, and you have to, you have to have patience if there's an impasse mm-hmm. deescalate any, any, uh, um, <clears throat> motives that, that people might have to go in a different direction. So you want to, you want to try to corral people to go in, in the right direction. And to me, you cannot do that
0: by being frustrated that frust- yeah. being frustrated. <clears throat> is not going to get anybody to do anything. And and you know, this may be a topic for another day, but I, I do know that uh uh EQ or emotional intelligence plays into a lot of this also. You know how, how well have you been practicing your your in you know, your EQ and and what things can you work on to improve your emotional intelligence. So that, that may be a topic for another day, but that's very important. Yeah, I'm another firm believer in emotional
1: intelligence because these are skills. Yeah. And we've said it before. Mm-hmm. These are these are skills that you can work on. It's not like your IQ. Your IQ is yeah. is what it is. Your it is what it is. Be. Exactly. Yep. But but your EQ can be worked on, and you can elevate your EQ score for sure.
0: Yep, it can change. Yep, no doubt. Mm-hmm. While we go ahead and wrap it up right here, this was a, a really good topic, Sean. Um, I'll we'll go ahead and uh, exit at this point. Uh, you have a great week, and uh, we'll talk at you later. Yeah, talk to you later, Les. Take care, everyone. Okay, take care. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Sean and I will be back again to discuss another exciting business topic and work-life adventure. Take care.